welcome back to our new episode of Conversations with Friends. This is like take number five or something, but we just want to have it perfect for you. Um, as always, we are very, very glad to have you back on the pod. Today is a very special episode for Teresa and me. And we also have a very special guest. Um, everything special today. Special. <laughs> Spring has sprung. Everything is special, guys. Um but yes, so before we kind of go more um, into the topic, as always, we kind of wanted to cover our gems of the week first because mm. we haven't done that in a long time, I feel like. So yeah, Teresa, what's your gem of the week? As always, I had to think about it because I feel like I consume a lot. And then I'm like, <laughs> what is actually the favorite thing I consumed? Like I watch a lot of shows. I, I watch a lot of shows. Show, oh my God. Sh- shows <laughs> recently. <laughs> what was my gem again? Ah, oh, yes. So... But I kind of got back into like, even though I watch a lot of shows and stuff, I got back into YouTube and I normally don't watch YouTube that yeah. much, but I found this girl and I'm just obsessed with her, not with her, but like her content. So her name's Monica Hernandez. I'm just so obsessed No, like she's her. amazing. Like I, I stumbled upon one of her YouTube videos and she's actually like an artist, like a freelance artist. Like mm-hmm. she paints a lot and yeah, she's just... Yeah, this really cool chick basically and she has a YouTube channel where she talks about um, – so like I said, her name's Monica Hernandez if you want to follow her. That's like mm-hmm. her name in the YouTube channel. But she does talk about a lot of like society topics, like really interesting topics. Like mm-hmm. um, for example, she talked about the Will Smith slap and not in like a gossip way but she talked about like how we can learn from celebrities and mm-hmm. how it, we can put it on our society and how it talks about a lot of society issues or like um, – for example, how to feel pleasure without feeling guilt. For example, when you grow up in a Christian household, like I did, you mm-hmm. feel guilty a lot of times and how to like tune into pleasure and a lot of like topics like woman empowerment or women and like people of color, especially for people who are not like, I'm not a, pe- a person of color, but yeah, she just speaks a lot of like, like interesting topics and touches on a lot of books or like relationship attachment styles. And I just love her videos. Like she just, she just sits down like we do mm-hmm. and like talks for one hour, but like she films herself as well. <laughs> but is is it a podcast? No, it's a YouTube oh, okay. channel. But um, okay. she just, yeah, you can see her, but basically it's kind of like a podcast because okay. she just yeah, talks yeah. and like cites a lot of books and stuff. And I just really love her videos because they're different and very educative. And I feel like when I watch those videos, I actually take something away from it. Yeah, I often feel with YouTube when you watch it, it's sort of like your your brain's just trash after because yeah. <laughs> you just like you kind of go into this like loop of watching so many different types of videos mm. and just like very uneducated videos. <laughs> I love. I always get into the loop of the Vogue Beauty Secrets. Mm. Do you know those kind of yeah, videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they always get recommended them. to me as well. I love them, um, but yeah, very interesting. I will definitely look into. Monica, I love Monica I Hernandez. Really love. What's her name? Yeah, Monica Hernandez. Okay, interesting. Nice. Yeah, I'll I think. Her name on Instagram is called is Monica Great Girl, Great Gal or something. I'm okay. not too sure. I'll try to put her in the info box. But I love her YouTube videos. She's amazing. If you want to watch something that's like cool but like also educative, nice. Um, yeah, sounds good. Anything else? No, that's it. What about you? So, um, yeah, I actually have two for <laughs> this um, for this time. Um, first one's a very kind of. I don't know, spring has sprung, like I already said, and basically my gem is a balcony or just balconies in general. I love them. And <laughs> just we have, balconies. We have, we have a balcony here um, at our place and also I've been hanging out heaps with my sister because it was Easter mm-hmm. my mum was in Berlin. So we were – because she lives on like very high up, so she always gets afternoon sun from mm-hmm. like – one thirty, two o'clock the sun just shines straight onto the balcony and it's so nice if you want to get a bit of sun get a bit of a tan so I've been really really enjoying that um and uh, as an addition to that the sun is obviously my current gem as well Mm. um but yes so for the second one um it's a really sort of important thing for me or like um I've been really really enjoying having it and I don't know if you've heard of it but it's like um 
the a form of cacao. So it's basically um, like a cacao powder that you use. I don't know. Have you ever heard of it, Teresa? Um, it's like cacao a, powder. Cacao powder, but it's pure raw cacao. Oh yeah, sure. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically. So <laughs> have you ever heard of cacao, cacao powder? <laughs> no. What? <laughs> no, but like, no. But that that like specific type of cacao. Like obviously you can buy cacao in the supermarket, but it's not raw cacao. You know? Yeah. But like the, the one without sugar and stuff that you can also bake with. That's like just out of cacao beans, you mean? Um, no, there's also another specific type of cacao. It's like it's the cacao in its most raw form. Oh, so it, no, it's like okay. has heaps of like minerals and vitamins. Oh, and it's Where also, do you buy it? It's I bought it um, in this uh, yoga shop here, but you oh. can also buy it online. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of cacao ceremonies. You told me about it, but yeah. I don't really know what you do. Anyways, um, that's another topic as well. But basically, cacao is also called like foods of the food of the gods. So it's like used a lot of in like South America. Mm, okay, and um, it's also like a heart opener. It's has like um, heaps of good feeling hormones in it as well um that's another topic um <laughs> as well but it's really really interesting for yeah. me and um I've been drinking it every single morning and it basically puts you in this really good flowy state and I meditate heaps with it I do yoga um so yeah cacao nice. is one of my gems and um it's also a really like nice little ritual to prepare it every morning mm. my boyfriend's mom sally who was also on the podcast she mm. got me into it um and um it's such a wonderful thing so um if you want if you want to have a look into it it's a, just the raw cacao um it's also called ceremonial grade cacao okay um you can buy it online or anywhere but um yeah it's nice very beautiful and I love it. It tastes so yummy as well. It's You're like going to turn into goddess now. We're eating <laughs> goddess food. <laughs> Tapping into my goddess energy. Um, but um, yeah, anyways, so it's also a really good, um, how do you say, um, instead of having a coffee in the morning, you can have cacao because it's also, um, yeah. it has a bit of caffeine. Oh. So it wakes you up um, and it, it's not as, it's not bad. Is that, coffee does. you know that brand, what is it called again? Oh, you can buy it in Germany in like every like DM and stuff. Um, it's like this cacao brand that has caffeine in it. <gasps> Cocoa. Coa. Yeah. Coa something? Cocoa or something? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's oh my different. God, I used to drink that heaps when I was on my like final exams in school. Because for some reason it helped me focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was, but it helped me focus so much. And like when I had my oral exam, I swear to God, I think that's what kept me like sane. I got a really good grade in that one. And I drank heaps <laughs> of this cacao, cocoa before. Cocoa <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're in Germany... And if you have an exam coming up, I can recommend. Yeah, I guess it's a good substitute for coffee itself. I need to look into that because I need to reduce my coffee intake, but I just love my coffee so much. So maybe I'll look into that. I'm going to go to the yoga shop as well and just... Yeah, know. anyways, so that was um, two of my gems. But if you don't have anything else to add to the gems mm -mm. of the week, Teresa, no. um, I also wanted to tell you guys what's the topic of uh, today because mm. I would already said it's a very special, um, important episode to the both of us. And basically we talk um, with our special guest, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about um, all things female hormones, female energies, um, because so many of us nowadays go on the contraceptive oral pill, mm. um, birth control from a very young age and um, think – oh, it's the answer to all of our problems. Mm. If you have acne, if you have period cramps or anything else and we... You want to have sex. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's like the main yeah. reason why you're on it. <laughs> but um, we don't really think about the side effects or what it really does to our body. Um, but obviously no one is to blame here. We are all very uneducated and we weren't educated um, on things regarding our cycle and our hormones, our mm. periods. And I also feel like it's still like even though there's a big movement can, regarding like periods and cycles, mm. there's still, it's sort of like a taboo. Like, mm. I don't know, you don't really talk about in public. Like it's always still feels Very weird. like in your circle. I feel like exactly. we're in circles where we talk to a lot of people who are interested in like getting off the pillow and the female cycle. But I know so many people who are so uneducated about it. And like, if you don't have friends who are interested in it or like you don't meet a person who's talking about it, where do you get your education from, you know? And it's like we want to put this topic out there and talk about to you, talk about it to you guys so you can share that knowledge and we yeah. can all kind of be more in tune with our bodies mm -hmm. and understand female bodies more because I feel like 
yeah, like there is a movement coming up and I think it's great, but I think there's still so much work that needs to be done. Like if I think about my school time. Definitely. Like there was no education in school at all. And I think if you don't learn it in school, you have to like teach yourself. So we're trying to give you that information and start this conversation about female bodies and how a mm-hmm. cycle works and everything we think a woman just needs to know. Definitely, definitely. So we hope you guys can take some um, away from it and... Um, just from our chat with Chloe, she's a beautiful, mm. um, beautiful soul that we've already had on the podcast um, before. Mm. And it was very, very nice um, to talk to her. Um, but yes, so basically when it comes to the pill, like we talk a few things about the pill and like tips and we like even Teresa and I like still will learn heaps about mm. our own cycles. Um, and, uh, yeah, we think that in order to truly heal, we don't, we should, you know, um, find out or treat the root of our issues and not mm. kind of put the bandaid on yeah. the pill and just mask everything and think, oh, this magic pill is going to fix everything. Yeah. I think it also kind of stems from like the idea of this episode stems from, um, the issue I'm having right now. And that's mm-hmm. why uh, I also texted Chloe, like we said, we had on the pod before. Check out the episode we have with her. It's, um, I think, tuning into the year mindful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at Inner Bloom Chloe on Instagram. And yeah, we I just sent her a DM because I got off the pill actually. And that was eight months ago. I didn't get my period since. I know it's normal, but I was kind of getting worried. And I was kind of like informing myself about all these things, about like, and like just educating myself more on like, the female hormones and female body. There's so much I learned and I was like, I really want to talk to Chloe about this because she's just an aspiring woman who also, yeah, is a kinesiologist and also a holistic health coach. She's not a doctor. We want to point this out. Mm-hmm. We're not doctors either. But yeah, she has some experience with those kind of topics and especially like feminine energy. She, talk to her, she talks to her clients about it. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to chat with her about this because gynecologists couldn't help me. Like a lot of doctors couldn't help me. Um, and it's very I, disappointing. Yeah, it's very disappointing. And I want to like kind of get to the root and like treat my hormonal imbalances naturally. And I felt like Chloe was the right person to talk to. So yeah, I'm really happy to have her on. And yeah, we hope you like the chat as much as we did. And yes, enjoy. Bye. Hi guys, welcome back. It's your favorite girls, Teresa and Carol. Hello, hello. <laughs> and um, today we're joined uh, with a beautiful friend, Chloe, who you also know um, from our previous episodes with um, about the, what was it about again? How to start into the year mindful. Yes, so, oh, yeah, I how to forgot to forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're so happy to um, have Chloe back and it's a very, very special episode for us um, as well as for Teresa. Mm. Um, and we're so happy and it's going to be a very informative and exciting chat and uh, we hope you like it as much as we do. Yeah. And Thanks so, so yeah. much for having me back. <laughs> Yeah, we're so happy. <laughs> I was like, I was just thinking because like um, I was texting you over Instagram because I've had this issue. Um, I think a lot of prob- like a lot of women probably have this issue that mm-hmm. I got off the birth control and then I didn't get my period anymore. And then at the beginning I was like, oh, yeah, like it's just my body like getting back into the flow. But now it's been, I think, eight months and I've seen like doctors and everything and no one could really help me with a natural way to get my period back. Like all of them were just like, get back on birth control. Like, and I don't want to do that. Like there's a reason why I got off it. And so I was just like, oh, I really liked the last episode with you and I really love your account and everything you share. And I was just like, okay, maybe Chloe has some information about this and maybe we could even do a podcast for anyone else out there who's struggling with the same thing so I'm really happy we can record this today yeah 100% I feel like there's such a such a lack of education when it comes to women's cycles and I feel like we're only really taught at school about our period when it comes Mm. how not to fall pregnant and then that's pretty much the extent of it and there's yeah such a lack of education around the whole cycle and so I'm very happy happy to be sharing the information yeah, yeah, honestly, like my like I I don't know about like anyone else, but like about myself, to be honest, I like like you said in school we were always taught about that we bleed every month and that's it. But I had no idea what actually happens during pe- like a period. Mm. Like my boyfriend mm. sometimes like asked me and he was like, "So what exactly happens during your period?" And I was like, "I have no idea," which is so bad. Like I I should know something mm. about my body, and that actually gives away like how badly 
educated we are about our own cycle, about our own body. So that's why I'm just so excited to um, ask you a few of those questions and get those information um, myself. And the first one is actually a really interesting one because I only found out like a little bit about it really, really late in my 20s and like late after I got my first period and um, it's basically maybe could you tell us a little bit about what happens during each phase of our cycles because there are four different phases I think Mm -hmm. in our cycle Um, so yeah I would love to know a little bit more about that yeah of course yeah and I think it's really important to talk about the whole cycle not just like what we were talking about just focusing on the period because yeah you do have four weeks in the cycle Um, and a way that I really like to look at it and I know there's some books and things out there that do a similar sort of approach is actually looking at each week of the cycle um, as a season which is really cool because it kind of makes it a bit more digestible and it's really relatable to kind of tie in with how you actually feel in the season so just starting off so the first day of your cycle so day one of your cycle is always the first day of your bleed so when your period starts and that is known as the menstrual phase and that is from day Mm -hmm. one to day six of your cycle and that is what i refer as the winter phase so pretty much and what i love about looking at it this way is that it's pretty much how you feel when you're in winter so usually you're a lot more withdrawn you're more inward you don't have as much energy and you usually want to spend more time inside and kind of curled up on the couch sort of vibe eat a lot of sweets yes (laughs) yeah so yeah just like you want to do that in winter you also want to do that during your period so yeah and this time and this week is really powerful it's a lot about going inward and doing some self-reflecting it's a really beautiful time to slow down and really honor that time I know obviously a lot of people have really busy schedules and so often we feel like we have to keep up with our schedule every single week when in fact we're not actually designed to do that particularly as women we're cyclical beings meaning we live on this monthly cycle so each week we're going to have different energy levels and to really learn to honor that and be with it and allow it as opposed to feeling like we have to be a hundred percent every single day so that's the winter phase so that's day one to six and then day seven to day 13 is known as a follicular phase which is referred to as spring so that just like (laughs) springtime like what we were talking about before just like spring you're starting to get your energy up again Mm. everything's kind of more heightened your energy is a lot more outward you're a bit more outgoing this is the week after your period so you'll find that you will start to want to socialize a bit more it's a really beautiful time to start new projects or set intentions for the month ahead um and just in terms of movement um, you can start to do a bit more high intensity movement so in your winter phase when you're bleeding it's actually recommended to really slow down with the high intensity exercise and do more Mm. gentle walking maybe yoga um, but Mm -hmm. with that yoga just being mindful of what poses you're doing because you're wanting to make sure that you're allowing the blood to flow downward in Mm -hmm. a downward energy so making sure you're not doing any poses where like your legs are up in the sky or anything like that so that's for when you have your period um, but yes, as you go into the week after your period and your spring phase, that is when you can do go back to some more hit exercises or dancing and all that sort of fun stuff. Then the week after the follicular phase, um, you go into your ovulation phase. So this is day mm-hmm. 14 to day 20. And this is referred to as summer. So this is when you'll find you'll have the most energy, just like you do in summertime. You're all ready to go, go out in the town. You're like more playful. Hot girl summer. Yes, 100%. And this is why it's a really cool way to do it with the seasons because you actually will find your energy will reflect how you feel in that season. So when you are ovulating, you have a higher estrogen and that is going to bring a more flirtatious energy. Usually with that, you'll actually find your libido is higher because your ovulation mm-hmm. is when you fall pregnant. So funnily enough, you actually, your libido will increase in order to try and procreate, which is what we're designed Mm, to do. So your libido (laughs) will be a lot higher during that time. 
I noticed so that myself as well. It's just yeah. like when you're ovulating, it's just like you're horny. <laughs> so horny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But that's why I feel like I love knowing when I am ovulating and actually tracking the cycle because I can really enjoy that and flow with it and mm. be mm-hmm. gentle with myself. I feel like we're so hard on ourselves and... I feel like I used to before I started tracking my cycle, like one week I wouldn't be very horny. I wouldn't want sex or anything like that. And then two days later I would, and I would feel yeah. beat myself up being like, why yeah. was I, why was my libido so high yeah. last week yeah. and it's low and you like, kind of get in your head about me? it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's actually yeah. totally normal. So just to, again, honor that and be okay with it. It's a really cool perspective to have. So mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is summer ovulation. Um, and also I feel like something that a lot of people don't know about ovulation is that is obviously the time when you can fall pregnant. It's actually only within like a day that like your egg is released. Um, Mm. and so that's obviously when you need to make sure that you're being, having safe sex, um, and also leading up to ovulation as well, because sperm can stay alive inside you for about five to seven days so you just have to be mindful That's of insane. yeah <laughs> of that week which I found when I started learning about this I didn't even know that like you could only really fall pregnant maybe like three to four kind of days of the whole month yet we're on contraception yeah. the whole month yeah which is pretty wild and it's then like, it's like it's like always everyone's like you're like obviously you always have to have safe sex but it's always like the like the misconception that it's like oh my god you can get pregnant like every day of your cycle and Mm -hmm. then like we get educated this way and then like now that you find out like oh no like I'm actually only really fertile in those like three to four days like you said and that's like so interesting yeah there's heaps of women struggling with being like getting pregnant as well so not saying you shouldn't have safe sex like definitely be careful (laughs) but it's really interesting to look at this cycle like that yeah, well, I just feel like it's so funny because I feel like when you're at school, you're programmed into this fear mentality of like, if you have mm. unsafe sex, you're going to fall pregnant. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, when a lot of women get to older, when they're ready to start families and stuff, they don't actually even know how to fall pregnant because they haven't been taught about ovulation and all that. So yeah. I think that's a really empowering thing to even learn. Um, yeah, and even myself, like I've found it so empowering, even also um, in my relationship, even doing cycle tracking, like I found knowing like where my libido is going to be higher and where my energy is going to be lower and mm. just actually also getting my partner and my boyfriend involved in that and teaching him about it so he can be aware and be like, oh, that's how she was so horny last week and this is yes. what she want me to touch her this week as opposed to him thinking he's done something wrong. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's ovulation yeah. phase, babe. Like, yeah. you have to watch out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just a really special way to kind of look at it. Um, and then after summer, the ovulation phase, you go into your luteal phase, which is – Um, from day 21 to day 28 28 days is kind of a rough cycle but obviously some women have a bit longer a bit shorter which is totally normal Um, and this is referred to as autumn and just like in autumn you start to kind of slow down again as the weather Mm -hmm. cools down so this is the week where you start to slow down again you just kind of come off the bat of summer where you've been super social outgoing now is time to slow down again you start to do a bit more gentle exercise again doing some yoga some pilates and things like that um it's a really beautiful time to do some journaling finalize any projects that you kind of had going for the month in order to rest for your period um, and just making sure you're not over committing yourself in this week because this is often when a lot of women struggle the most with this week, like that PMS kind of the oh. week before your period. <laughs> yeah. So it can be quite challenging for a lot of women, but that's why it's really important to make sure that you are slowing down, not pushing your body exercise wise. You'll find your libido will tend to drop in this week again. So really honoring that again. And yeah, just a general kind of slowing down attitude. It's yeah. so interesting. Definitely. Cause I can like, honestly, I was 
always feeling the same as you. I would when I wasn't really like educated about this. Mm. I was always like, oh, why? Why was I so horny last week? But I'm not like now anymore. Like, what's mm. wrong with me? What's going on? And then you just like keep asking yourself all those questions, but you don't really know what's going on with your body. So that's why it's so important to actually learn all those things, so you can, like you said, flow with your cycle and flow with yourself. Also, kind of bring in your partner on this because my boyfriend sometimes is like so confused, like from one day to the other mm. I'm just like I'm horny and then I'm just like really like kind of annoyed at him and I'm, just like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like oh like leave me alone don't touch me I don't want this so like it's so important for your partner as well to be informed about this so he can understand what's mm. going on with you and your cycle and then you can kind of just flow together and um, you can just understand each other better and I think that's just so important for me last week I actually just got off my period so I'm on the um I'm in spring right now and I just like feel so energetic and I like <laughs> went for a run yes I went for a run yesterday and I was like oh I feel so good and just um so I can like I definitely can identify so well with those phases and as well before my period I just I feel like I want to eat everything around me mm. I, we went mm. out for pizza and my boyfriend and I actually like shared three pizzas <laughs> just go for it I was it. so yeah. hungry and I was like I want more like I want chocolate I want ice cream yeah. and I just want everything and I kind of it's I kind of feel like it's also really important to honor your cravings yeah if you know as well like if you I feel like it's nice if you're like oh yeah I'm just on this phase and this phase and I'm doing this and just understanding your body more and I feel like especially the energy thing that you're saying I realize that so much and I really want to also change my workouts towards how my energy is and not push myself to do mm. high intensity workout if yeah. my body is like no I yeah, don't want this yeah. right now and it's so good to know that and I feel like I've also just recently learned this but I have a question as well for as a person right now who's not on the period so I'm like kind of struggling with what actually is my cycle um is it true that you can follow your cycle by the moon then or like kind of try to yeah, you can. You can sync your um, sync your cycle with the moon. Um, personally, I don't do that, um, mm -hmm. but I do know a lot of women that do do that and really enjoy that experience. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, for me, I just haven't. I haven't haven't resonated enough with it to want to do it. I've just been yeah. enjoying doing this cycle tracking process in itself and just letting my body. I just like really the whole purpose of this is really putting a whole lot of faith and trust into your body that mm. it knows what's best and that you just have to really allow it to do what it naturally is doing and what it needs yeah, definitely I was also wondering because um you were talking about a lot of things you can do in those phases do you have any like specific yeah like things you do or rituals you do that you do in like each cycle to support your cycle going smoothly or maybe to also learn how to listen to your body because I feel like a lot of people struggle with mm -hmm. listening to their body as well a hundred percent yeah well there's a few different things like I think food is definitely one of them um so just a bit of a quick like rule of thumb in your winter phase when you have your period it's really great to actually um eat warm foods really nourishing foods you'll tend to be craving these more too like soups and casseroles mm -hmm. and pastas and cooked foods because your body is your reproductive system and your body is working so hard and um your uterus lining is shedding which is where the blood is coming from um that your digestion can tend to slow down so it's really important to kind of have lots of cooked foods so that they're easy to digest mm -hmm. um and then for spring um, which is the follicular phase uh, this is a really good time to kind of put some more fermented foods into your diet summer would be a good time to have more salads if you are into eating salads and raw foods this would be the best time to do it because your um, digestion digestion will be probably working at one of its highest throughout the month mm -hmm. Um, and then the luteal phase, which is the autumn, it's really great to do um, more detoxifying foods in this time and really minimizing caffeine. Um, particularly, I find personally um, trying to stop having coffees maybe like a few days oh, no. before this phase <laughs> and oh, particularly no. a few days before my period, yeah, which is hard to do. <laughs> But um, yeah. I find it really helps. I've actually, the previous months I've struggled with cramps um, and I've been really mm -hmm. trying to manage that and trying trying some different things. And I've actually found reducing my caffeine um, a few days, four days pretty much before my period has really helped to minimize the intensity of any cramps. 
Yeah, definitely. And also actually what I've noticed, um, I think it was a few months ago, I was pretty sick during my period and I, I had like tonsillitis or something. And what I've noticed, like one of the tips was um, like turmeric is like, so I was drinking heaps mm. of ginger with turmeric and that actually helped me tremendously with my cramps. Mm. So just quick tip out there, like turmeric. Yeah, anti-inflammatory, anti yeah. Exactly. So that really helped me. What also always helps me when I have cramps is warmth. So always have like a hot water bottle on standby. Mm. And um, that helps me as well. Because like you said, you just crave like warm stuff around you. You just want to cuddle up on the couch and mm. want to do nothing. So I totally feel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even trying giving like your womb like a bit of a massage as well, I find. Um, getting like some nice oils or something and just like actually touching massaging releasing any tension but also just like connecting in with that space as well is really powerful yeah definitely definitely that's really like honestly food can help so much with like you said with your cycle mm. as well and I think that that plays a big part like your diet plays a big part as well yeah. in kind of supporting your um your cycle and your phases yeah I researched also more about like what I should put into my body and but I'm also trying not to like stress myself out and be like, oh my God, I have to do this now and I have to do mm -hmm. this. I'll just yeah. go with the flow. And like you said, mm -hmm. you, most of the times you probably also will realize that you will feel like those foods, which is interesting. So Yeah, 100%. And this whole thing is meant to kind of encourage you to show compassion towards yourself. So yeah, mm. it's not about getting it right all the time. It's not about being perfect. It's just about having the awareness to kind of be like, oh, okay, I'm going into my period in a few days. Let's maybe not have a coffee today. Or, yeah. oh, okay, I've got my period at the moment. Let's just not go for a run and we'll go for a really gentle walk and just, yeah, being self-compassionate. Definitely. And um, honestly, a lot of women nowadays, I feel like they are, mm. they just get on the pill, like they get, the pill prescribed by their doctor and they don't even like you don't even realize especially at such a young age when you're like 16 15 and you start the pill you don't you can't like you don't even realize how much it can change your natural cycle and we're really uneducated about the pill because we're always just told oh take this it will help you not get pregnant yeah it solves all the problems <laughs> yeah it solves all your problems mm -hmm. <laughs> um and i would love to know what like what are your thoughts about the pill like first of all and um second of all like what advice would you give any any woman who actually wants to get off the pill but is too scared to do so yeah definitely well I'm very mindful with this because I definitely feel like it's a bit of a fine line because there definitely is a mm. time and a place for the pill and I don't want to disregard it at all because mm -hmm. it's not always right for people to not be on it and I get that and I respect that and I don't want mm. to add more shame to people's decisions and things and if it feels right for you then do it and personally I was on it for quite a few years um, obviously I wasn't made aware of all the side effects and yeah. all of that I wish I had known so I had more information <laughs> to make a more informed decision um, and I probably mm. wouldn't have gone on it but um I do feel like a lot, it's disappointing because I feel like it's used as a bit of a band-aid. Like a lot mm. of people use it because they want clear skin or to minimize period symptoms. And so you're just like putting this band-aid on it, but you're not actually fixing the problem. You're just hiding it until you come off the pill and then it's still going to be there. Yeah. So I think it's really important to actually figure out why you want to go on it. And trying to figure out if there are alternative ways to solve that symptom that you have. Um, mm. And I think it if you have been on it for a while, like I definitely think for me, like I started educating myself, listening to podcasts, reading books and things. And again, just being gentle with yourself. You don't have to come off it tomorrow and you don't have to beat yourself beat yourself up about being on it for so long. Like it's okay. Like your body is going to heal itself. It's innately designed to heal itself. So just go gentle. I think definitely getting as much information as you can. So you're feeling really informed to make the decision if you do want to come off it um, mm. and feeling empowered in that as well. I know it can be so, I was so scared when I came off mine. I think I was on the pill for quite a few years and I remember getting all the information and I was like, I want to come off and I had a discussion with my boyfriend and like, it was actually quite intimidating. So I feel for yeah, a lot of women. Yeah, same, like, same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a scary thing, but I just, that's why I just think be gentle with yourself, go slow and just make sure it's coming from a really empowered place. So have all the information and the education and then take the leap. 
Yeah, I think what really empowered me is because I got off it like recently, like last August, was listening to all my friends and women who have gotten off it. And I don't think I found any woman out there who was like, I regret getting off the pill. I mean, maybe there are some out there, but most of the times everyone's like, yeah, yeah, maybe you'll have some skin issues or maybe you'll have this and that. But at the end of the day, it's so important for us women to know our cycle. And Mm -hmm. like you said, there's a right place and time. And I'm, I, I don't say I have any regrets, but it's like, like you said, I would have really liked to know beforehand when I took the pill, like yeah. what all the side effects are. Because none of the doctors really let you know, like at least from my, like from my experiences, you don't get any information about like what it can do to your cycle. And all these years I thought I have like a normal period when it's actually just like a fake period you're it's having. Not your, it's not your mm. real period that your body is like giving you each month. It's just sort of like a fake bleed. Mm. And I think that's so insane and it shows how – like how pumped up with hormones this little pill is actually and you don't you don't even realize cuz you're like oh i just take this little pill every like every um every day and then i'll just bleed one week and then it's okay like mm. no it's not it's actually and also when you get off the pill it's such an insane how do you say change for your body because it actually needs to learn again to work on itself and like kind of Mm. like balance the hormones itself so that's why it's such a big change and such a huge like such a huge how do you say yeah change yeah well Um, I'm going through that phase right now and I'm like learning a lot about my body and obviously it's kind of hard because I realized how much like I'm sad about the fact that I don't get my period and I'm mm-hmm. like okay there's something wrong with my body but then I'm also like imagine I would have stayed on the pill and like maybe mm-hmm. there is an issue and now it really like forces me to find out what's going on with my body mm-hmm. like oh maybe there is something wrong that I didn't know all these years and it's so sad that I went to the doctor and the first thing she said was like a band-aid like oh I'll just take the pill again because it's going to balance out your hormones. Mm-hmm. hell and it's like, like how insane I, is that <laughs> that is the problem and they're like go back onto it yeah <laughs> nice like the first thing she was literally like the first thing she asked was like are you pregnant I was like oh well I don't have my period for eight months I think I would see a a belly (laughs) right now if I'm pregnant and then she was like oh yeah well how about like the pill and I was like is that all the advice you can give me I was so disappointed yeah well it's such a shame that that's like where we're going to get support mm. and then that's the support that we get yeah yeah and especially I feel like if I was a doctor, if I was a gynecologist and someone would come up to me and say, I don't have my period for eight months and like mm. I wouldn't be saying like, oh, take the pill again. Like that was the first like source of your issue. Like that's just mm. put the Band-Aid on again. Yeah. I would be like, imp- like I would try to be empowering and try to help like because I'm a woman myself, you yeah. know, like we got to support each other and not kind of give like that's my opinion though. But like I feel like we should give each other good advice and empowering advice instead of just because I feel like doc, don't, don't doctors like um don't they get money yeah, for the they pill get money for or something when they prescribe it yeah yeah the pharmaceuticals but, yeah 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 so, so that's a really really sad fact that you know mm. women would be more interested ah whatever but like we hear yeah discussion <laughs> to make it better um but yeah anyways um I just, I feel like also it's so empowering to talk about, I, I like I've, I'm feeling so empowered right now, mm. like talking about our own cycles because it's, it's such a, such a huge thing and such a powerful thing as a woman to bleed every month. It's such a, mm. I don't know, like I only started this a few, like a bit of time ago where I'm like, okay, I'm like, my period's coming. I actually see this as a positive thing instead you of should. a negative mm-hmm. thing. Now like, that it's oh, gone, I have I'm my like... period. Like, oh my god! But yeah. I started to actually see it as a positive thing, empowering thing. I like my body is like working. I'm ovulating. Yeah. I can feel it. I'm yeah. back in my like natural cycle. I think that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's a really beautiful way to even like look at it as like a. It's releasing like as you're bleeding and you're physically releasing blood. It's like a really beautiful time to like let go of what no longer serves you and surrender and really sit in that stillness. And yeah, I think that's so so empowering to really switch your mindset and actually really value your period and honor it. Mm. But that's also where my next question goes. Is kind of like like I said a million times now that I'm not on my period. Like I don't get my I'm not on my period. I don't get my period at the moment, so I have some internal hormonal issues. And I think you read a lot about nowadays, like a lot of people having PCOS or just in general like other hormonal issues due to maybe stress or like modern times, the wrong diet, or maybe also because they were on birth control. And like I just mm. want to like know what are like your biggest tips to support your hormones and your like bring your hormones back into a balance 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm not a doctor in this, but this is just from my own personal experience. Um, mm. I definitely find for me personally, like when I got off the pill, it did take me a while to get my period back and that's okay. Again, mm. let it be, mm. don't overthink it or don't stress about it too much. Cause that will then the stress will stop mm. it from coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just being gentle with yourself, I think starting to kind of track if you can maybe figure out do you know if you're if, if you are ovulating or if you do ovulate um I don't at the moment I don't feel anything in my body that's like the scary part where I'm like I don't really feel like I have a cycle like I don't feel like there's like yeah. I feel like there's something going on at the moment and I went to a naturopath and she gave me like some herbs to take and I'm trying to like change my diet to more like healthy fats and I also got a blood test taken yesterday and I got my results Amazing. today but I haven't checked them <gasps> yet so yeah oh, check oh them are you doing all the right things I definitely yeah. feel like that's where yeah the alternative the natural route I definitely recommend going to mm. a naturopath I found yeah supplements for me definitely helped even like acupuncture or Chinese medicine mm. um a lot of acupuncturists can um kind of help with the womb and the uterus and all that and that could help to activate it as well yeah, I was looking into that, but I haven't gone to acupuncture yet. But it's so interesting that I never knew that like acupunctures, acupuncturists, acupuncturists, <laughs> it's such a hard word, yeah. <laughs> that they also like specialize in that field. Like I never knew that. And now that mm. I do a lot of my research it's in like, yeah, Chinese medicine. And it's also really like interesting thing as much as I like try not to stress. It's really interesting to educate yourself on those topics and like trying to find support in that sense. Because I never had to like... I never had that issue before. So, yeah, it's just really good to look into that. I feel like yeah, also... Yeah, and it will come back. It will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm manifesting it. Right. I yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, actually, I actually have two things to say about this. Um, First, like, for, first of all, um, first, we don't really realize how bad the, like, the, the pill is for our body because it depletes us, like, from, like, numerous minerals, like, zinc, vitamin B, like, heaps of stuff. We don't even realize it, what mm. it does to our body. Also, you know, supporting your gut straight after you get off the, the pill is mm. so important as well. And um, actually also, like, the, the more spiritual side of it because I feel like when you – but for example, in your case, you're like, oh, I'm not getting my period. I'm not getting my period. I feel like your body really listens to like those kind of thoughts and mm. like all your cells mm. in your body listens, like listen to that thought, those thoughts. And so I feel like just kind of bringing out this like energy and just, you know, like you said, manifesting it, mm. affirmating it, you know, getting really back into the flow with your body, like meditating on it, just kind of telling your body it's okay that you're not getting your period. Um, that's kind of the spiritual side to it. So I yeah. think that maybe you could tap into that a little bit as well. I bought tampons yesterday because I was like, <laughs> I'm manifesting my period <laughs> soon. I, I can feel it. <laughs> so. I love that. Yeah, I 100% agree with that spiritual side as well, like visualizing it and really welcoming it as opposed to, yeah, because I could be on a subconscious level, a part of you that's holding onto this belief that it's a hassle to have my period or it's annoying to have mm. my period and this limiting belief that's so subconsciously programmed in us from childhood or our teenage years and really maybe diving into that and working through releasing that in order to help it and welcome it back. Yeah, because I think I do stress a little bit about it, especially at the beginning, because when I went to the gynecologist, she was saying like, oh, you could maybe potentially have PCOS, like PCOS syndrome, but like maybe not, like don't look into it. But then obviously I Googled it. How and am I, I supposed to I wrote all do these it? like symptoms and I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get kids. And I just started to stress and I was like, mom, yeah. I maybe have PCOS. Yeah. And then she was like, what is that? And I was like, it's a syndrome. And like, I don't know, I just started to stress where it's like, I don't have actually any information and I don't have any of the symptoms that it says on Google, but I was like still like, oh my God. And then I listened to all these podcasts, which is cool to educate yourself, but still I feel like I really got into this like that that was all I was thinking about and yeah. I think I should stop yes doing that <laughs> I think you should like honestly yeah. it's been such a long time obviously but I don't know like I don't really remember how long you were on the uh, on the pill for but it's like if you think about it I don't know if you've been on the pill for like four or five years four or five years is a long time mm, and it's yeah. a lot of pills you take yeah so um you just gotta give your body heaps of time that's mm. what it needs and I don't think you should like as long as you're not pregnant I don't think it, like, <laughs> no. it's fine you know and like you know just gotta what you've been doing is such a good thing you know taking like blood tests mm. blood te like the blood 
thing is so important to actually see what minerals you're deficient in, what mm. like vitamins you're deficient in. So you can actually start from that point on to actually take action. Yeah. So I think that's actually goes in hand with our next question for like practices for period loss. Yeah. Of everything we've just been talking about, you know, tapping into the more medical side with balancing your hormones, mm. taking vitamins, going to um, an acupuncturist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think actually going back to this more spiritual thing, I follow this girl on Instagram and uh, she's very spiritual and very, for me, inspiring as well. And she didn't get her period for a long, long time. Mm. And she was just, you know, kind of tapping more into like more inward and more getting in tune with her body, like mm. uh, like trying to ask like what what's, what's wrong, like trying to feel and meditating heaps. So I, I'm, I'm a really big fan of that. So maybe maybe try that as well yeah just don't just try and stress about the medical side of it like Mm. what's wrong with my body like oh do I have PCOS yeah maybe try Mm. another way you know like another like go on another journey so I think you could try or even actually start implementing this natural cycle tracking even though you're not gonna match the weeks up correctly but actually start implementing it to kind of encourage your body to start flowing in that rhythm as well could be really beneficial yeah while you were talking about it I was like oh I should do this oh yeah and like just Mm. it's it's like a positive feeling like I feel like it's really nice and like even you girl like you just like talking to me about this it makes me feel like I'm not alone and like supported and I think it's also that's why I wanted to do this podcast because I was like there's probably other women out there who struggled with this will struggle with this are struggling this with with this right now and it's really nice to kind of feels like a community and we're all coming together and educating ourselves on this and it's yeah it just feels really good I love that yeah it is yeah like I said it's it's really empowering, like just talking to women about this because mm. we're all in this together, you know, like mm. we experience the same thing every month. Like our bodies are miracles basically when yeah. you think about it. Like like what you – when you were explaining to us before, like the uterus, like um, shedding, uh, it's lining and that's why we bleed and like how – I think it's so crazy how nature kind of mm. all puts it into place and all those like mm. different phases and then you can't get pregnant and then we have children. I think that's just <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, like I said, um, all in all, I don't think you should worry about it at all. Like just the women that I've heard, they had like they didn't get their natural cycle for two or three years. Yeah, you know, not that it's kind of reassuring that like, but it's sort of kind of a point where you can cut, like where you can go from like, okay, it's okay, my body just yeah. needs time. Yeah, yeah, it needs I think time I, to heal. Yeah, I think I just also did all I c- I could from this point because I didn't want to sit down and be like, oh, I don't do anything about this. Yeah, no. But then also, like you guys said, I think I'm at this point where I'm like, I did all I could and now I'm just going to like patiently wait and see and try to support my body. But I think you should do that in general. So Definitely. And also yeah. you talking about this brings me to the next question that um, we often – also on your Instagram, Chloe, you often talk about, you know, this – the aspect of the feminine energy and um, a lot of times we as women we hear that we should tap more into our um, more into our f- uh, feminine energy and I would love to know could you tell us um, and the listeners exactly what the difference is between the feminine energy on the on one side and then the masculine energy on the other side and how you can actually connect both of them in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Well, honestly, I could literally do a whole podcast on this. There's so much to cover, <laughs> but just a little brief synopsis. Um, so everyone everyone has masculine and feminine energy um, within them. doesn't matter what gender you identify as. You, it also can be referred to as yin and yang energy. So mm. the yang is the masculine and the yin is the feminine energy. And pretty much what these energies are, the masculine energy really really embodies doing. So anything that's about doing and taking action, that's really when you're embodying your masculine energy. The feminine energy is all about being and really receiving. And that's when you're really embodying your feminine energy. So, and then it's really fascinating because within those two energies, there's kind of like sacred qualities and then shadow qualities of them. So making sure that we're in the sacred sacred qualities of both the masculine and the feminine. Um, so for example, some sacred masculine energies is when you're being really logical and when you're being structured, it 
masculine energy is all about kind of holding space for other people it's got this beautiful beautiful protective energy it's super decisive committed supportive it's really high in integrity so that's all about masculine and how to be in a high self-worth masculine energy and then when you're in your feminine energy your sacred feminine that's all about when you're being really intuitive and expressive compassionate creative it's all about kind of that sense energy it's all about being vulnerable really surrendering and being in that free-flowing state so often you'll find like when you're at work that's very like masculine energy like you're there mm. you're getting stuff mm-hmm. done and that's amazing and that's a really great time to actually utilize your masculine and sit in that energy but then you also have to be mindful to come back into the feminine so like when you finish work for the day and that's why I find a lot of women struggle because we do live in a really kind of hustle culture society mm-hmm. where it's very go 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 everyone's always busy and where's this busyness as like a badge of honor um that you have to be really conscious and mindful to come back and lean back into the feminine energy and so doing things like dancing or reading or just sitting on the couch and doing nothing or giving yourself a massage or self-pleasure or anything that kind of brings you into that really free-flowing being in the present moment, that's when you're Mm. in your feminine energy. And how do you like connect female energy or feminine, not female, feminine energy (laughs) with your female cycle? Like, do you think it's important to tune into, or like how, like, do you have any methods to tune more into your feminine energy? Yeah. Well, I think the actual process of natural cycle tracking really Mm. does lean you into your feminine energy because it's all about being intuitive flowing with the body listening to the body um so it naturally kind of brings you into that feminine energy place Mm -hmm. um but within it you also will find that the winter cycle the winter phase and your autumn phase you will actually be more inward and so your Mm -hmm. energy will naturally be more kind of feminine more Mm, receptive you're just kind of wanting to just be like that's all Mm. whereas Mm -hmm. your summer and your spring phase you're more outward and it's more of this yang energy which is more doing so you're actually finding within the cycle you are flowing between these two polarity energies as well i guess it's also really a big a big thing is also a balance between those two because it's always like yin and yang like you always need to find a balance when there's more of one energy it's kind of like there's an imbalance and I think you as a woman um, can really feel that. So Mm. I guess it's always important, like you said, when we go out for work, um, we're obviously tapping more into the um, masculine energy. And then when we come back home, we go back into the feminine flow. So I think it's really, really important to always find that balance um, between those two energies. Yeah, definitely. And that's why having the awareness of the two energies is really important because you can, like for me, like I will sit down and I'll start working and I'll consciously be like, okay, going to my masculine energy, let's get stuff done. Let's be decisive (laughs) Mm -hmm. and assertive and like, let's Mm -hmm. utilize all those amazing qualities that I need for the workspace. And then I shut my laptop and I'm like, okay, it's okay to just relax and go inward. Let's put on music and dance for five minutes and just be Mm. in that flow state or let's just sit Mm. on the couch and watch the clouds go by for five minutes and let's just come back into your body in that real receptive energy. So, yeah. I honestly think for me, dancing is, has been such a big part of my life, like always a big part of my life. And that's one of the best ways for me to kind of, when I'm feeling a bit low or like, kind of having stagnant energy inside myself. Mm. I feel like also dancing always, always releases all of that unwanted energy in myself and kind of helps me get back into my body, helps me feel like myself again, helps yeah. me like feel like like a beautiful, like powerful woman. Mm. Um, obviously it's kind of different for anyone, you know, for someone, for someone else it might be going running or doing crochet or I don't know what, yeah. but for me yeah. dancing mm. has always been such a – such a beautiful way to kind yeah, of yeah, feel you like dancing. myself again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah, a dancing queen. Amazing. I just like, yeah. I know like every kind of dance ever since I was little, you know, I'm also half Brazilian, so I kind of have it yeah. in my blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what what are like, your fa- what's your favorite way to kind of get back into your feminine 
feminine energy. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I definitely find dancing is like the quickest way to just drop straight into the feminine. Like you put that music on and you're just in your yeah. body. Yeah. I'm like, that is my feminine flow. Um, other things I do love to do is like giving myself a massage, um, like just touching your body and just being the whole thing with the feminine coming into the feminine energy is you've got to make sure you're not doing it from a place of doing because that is masculine mm. energy. So it's mm. got to be this real intentional, just bringing you back into the present moment. You're just doing it to flow back into the feminine. It's not something that you're trying to tick off your to-do list or anything like that. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so you have to be mindful of that as well. Um, another thing I do love to do is um, breast massage as well, which is something that I have found life-changing I like feel like I kind of got onto it a few years ago um I can't remember how I found out about it but I felt like for so like all of my life up until my early 20s like didn't really have any connection to my breasts like they were there and like men appreciated them and like but I never really touched them or like had much to do with them and I didn't really have a relationship with them but it's actually a really beautiful way to connect in with your feminine energy like your heart space is where your breasts mm. are and actually massaging them touching them giving them love is just been really p- empowering for me personally do what? you find any videos on youtube or like how do you just go straight into it and just do like is there um, any i have found method? i learned it at a workshop so they actually ran through some different techniques um mm. that you can do but i'm sure there'd be plenty of youtube videos and things okay. on it but it's really simple like it's you can do it because i've never done it but can... yeah. oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. like even in the shower or something and you can do like downwards motion or you can go upwards and rubbing like under your underarms like because a lot of Mm -hmm. lymph gets stored there so kind of that helps to detoxify and also rubbing underneath your breast helps to stimulate the muscles there and I don't want to say this to everybody but I've definitely found it's like helped keep them perky up as well yeah getting the muscles stimulated yeah yeah because they hold them up all day so it makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah and actually yeah stimulating that muscle and that tissue underneath the Mm. breast because i especially if you wear bras with underwire like you your boobs aren't really doing anything they're just kind of supported by the underwire but actually allowing them to massaging them and giving them taking your bra off it actually helps Mm. develop their own kind of strength i guess i also i i feel the same way for me, my boobs are always there, but I never really give them a lot of importance. Mm, I just like, yeah. they're just there. But you just like, you know, when you're in the shower, you wash them and everything, yeah. but there's nothing else. Like yeah. you put on a bra in the morning. I don't wear any underwire bras. I haven't for years. Yeah. I just like wear like bralettes and like soft bras because yeah. that's the that's best good. thing. But there's heaps of women who can't, like they feel like they need that underwire support. Yeah, like so. when they have, like when they have a bigger, like a mm. bigger um, bust and uh, when they have a bit, bigger boobs than I do obviously that's totally understandable um but yeah like I said I don't really give them a lot of love so that's why that was such a good aspect and such a good tip for me like to kind of like go back into my how do you say my female Ah, I don't know your female body yeah and don't just let it pass like you said it's so interesting that all like men are like oh boobs but it's like yeah we should love them as well yes 100% and it's right where your heart space is and your heart chakra and so touching it and giving it love kind of helps to activate Mm. that space as well and yeah I found that's been so amazing in even like deepening my relationship with my body and appreciation towards my body is 100% like also giving my breasts some love and also what I want, what I've always wanted to do, I've been hearing about it so much is yoni steams, like, um, oh. like steams for your, uh, for your yoni down yeah. there. I don't really know how it's supposed to work, but I think, um, like a lot of girls that I follow on Instagram, like they do that. And how do you do it? Like, do you just go? Honestly, I don't really, I haven't tapped into it a lot, but I think it's like, basically you put like, like a beautiful mix of like a, like the steam it's, you can prepare it yourself or you can buy it like online or something. And it's basically it's like a tea like, sort of. Yeah. You, it's a tea. Uh, and then you like, I don't know. Okay. I think you sit over the bowl and then kind of like mm. the steam. Oh, it's a little squatting for your legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it's supposed to be really good and pretty important empowering yeah and so I kind of yeah. I kind of want to try it so um yeah just sounds yeah sounds amazing yeah just be mindful with that there is um do a bit of research around it because I think you are only supposed to do it in certain weeks of your cycle as well yeah so just um, taking note of that but yeah I've heard definitely. that's a really beautiful practice 
There's so many things to, I've already learned so much from just this episode, but we have to kind of like not keep it short, but I have one <laughs> I last I could talk question. about this for hours. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> like you said, the feminine energy is like a whole topic to itself. But one last question is kind of like we learned so much from you and you probably learned so much throughout your career and your life about like the female cycle and just like the female body in general. Um, and since there's so little sex education or like general education about like the female body, like we said in the beginning, what's like something that you learned throughout those years that you're really surprised by and you really want to share with us that you think everyone should know or yeah, you didn't know yourself? Yeah, well, yeah, there's so much, but I definitely feel like for <laughs> me personally, like um, just the female pleasure potential I feel like is so not spoken about and not educated and like there's mm. obviously so many different like erogenous zones like around your yoni and your vulva um and even inside your vagina as well and like we always think that it's like mm. it's just the clit and it's just the g-spot <laughs> yeah but even learning about like there's actually more spots and like around your cervix that can be really pleasurable your perineum all that and just like all these amazing things about how um, every woman's vulva is so different in the sense that we all have nerve endings and the nerve endings are actually, you're getting more in certain areas, which is why mm. certain areas are more sensitive, more pleasurable. And so it's really important to not compare your pleasure to like porn or to a friend's or another woman's pleasure because your body mm. is actually uniquely made. So what might be super pleasurable for someone else might not be as much for you and that's okay. And you have to find what feels better for you and just kind of learning about that and then exploring it, I think has been so, so special for me personally and really yeah. tapping into my pleasure. I have a recommendation for that actually. I don't know if you've seen this TV show. It's like three episodes, like, like a documentary, documentary style thing, on yeah. Netflix called Pleasure. No, it's called The Power of Pleasure or something. Something pleasure, you'll yeah. find it. It's like new on Netflix and it's like three episodes and it's all these like gynecologists, naturopaths, just women talking about like pleasure and how it's so like not talked about in our society, mm. like female pleasure, female yeah. orgasms, like where all the, like explaining as well, like you said, like everyone thinks it's the vagina when it's actually called, the whole the thing is called the vulva. And yeah. Like, I thought yeah. that was so mind blowing. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, the vagina actually, is only like the canal actually inside yes, yeah. you where you'd put a tampon or, yeah. Mm. Exactly. And I think I also, especially men or also, you know, women, um, you should really learn about a woman's mm. body because sometimes when you're so uneducated, that can really flow into your sex life. And like mm. when someone just has no idea about what they're doing down there and it's a, sort of like a DJ, it's <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a, like a DJ <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, no. And it feels uncomfortable and you're like, no, 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 no. I think it's just so important for all of us to tap into our own pleasure mm. about the pleasure of our partner and um, about what they like about their body I think that's so mm. important to go back to the beginning and learn a bit of anatomy because like you said Teresa I had no idea as well that our um the vulva wasn't mm. called just vagina because there are just so mm. many different parts and I think that is so interesting I think it kind of goes back into tapping into like we talk about like tapping inwards and self-reflection and like how we feel inside but I think it's also really important to know like actually our anatomy of our body and like how it works from the outside yeah. and stuff as well so yeah and that's why it's so important to like explore too like with mm. yourself and don't just rely we so often we rely on our partners to give us pleasure but we don't mm. even know how to yeah. give ourselves pleasure and so it's really important to actually learn your pleasure blueprint I suppose and what mm. feels good what you like what you don't like in order to communicate that to your partner you can't expect yeah. them to figure it out for you yeah, no, they can't read our thoughts. Yeah, no, but it's, yeah. yeah, like I said, I really recommend that TV show. And also if you have a partner, I showed it to my partner and I was like, watch that TV show. Watch and it. he really liked it as well because he was like, oh, it's so interesting. But obviously still do your own education. Like this episode is not about like sex and pleasure, but I think it really plays into it in the feminine mm -hmm. energy probably as well. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it kind yeah, of like interconnects. Yeah, the the libido and everything. Like it, it's so interconnected and that's why it's mm. so important to talk about all aspects because, yeah, you're right, yeah. it's the biology, it's the spiritual, it's the physical, it's the emotional, like it's it's everything and it's about having a really holistic view on it. Mm. Enjoy educating yourself about it. Like I feel like I haven't done a lot of like education about like 
the female body in like my teenage years, but I'm doing it now. And I think it's so fun to also find out about these things that you didn't know about. And you're like, whoa, it's like so mind blowing. So just have fun with it as well, I guess. It's such a beautiful thing. Honestly, such a, such a beautiful thing to learn about yourself. And because mm. when, when we were, when we we're young from such a young age, you just sort of get thrown into this kind of world. And when you, when you're just so uneducated, like I was, or I don't know how, how you guys feel about mm. it, but I was, I felt really uneducated mm, and like when you start your period, you just get thrown, like thrown all those information, like you're, you're okay, your period, tampons, like um, anything, like all of that stuff. Mm. And then also like sex and you just have no idea. So I think it's so cool that everyone's like sort of starting educating themselves about it. Mm. So we can all understand ourselves better. And I, th I think that's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, and even having conversations like this. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about this and sharing this. I hope the oh, people thank you for and coming the women on. listening. Yeah, found it really beneficial and taken something positive from it. Yeah, or for all our female, but also male listeners, I hope you could take um, as much away from it as we did. Mm. I, I, well, I actually <laughs> have to process all of this first. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that was all the questions that we wanted to ask you. And um, thank you so much for this beautiful chat. Mm. It was very, very empowering. And it makes me feel so good that in the end, all of our, like all of us women, we're like interconnected. We're all in this together and we should all share this support, knowledge. Yes. Share this and support each other. Cause we're, we're in the same boat mm. and um, it's such a beautiful thing when all the, all this like female energy yeah. just, <laughs> just feels so supported. And I yeah. really, really like that. So thank you so much for joining us today, Chloe. No, it was my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on again. Yeah. Second time. <laughs> if you haven't checked out the other episode we did with Chloe, Go check it out. And obviously still, like we always said before, check out her Instagram. It's amazing. You, you share some amazing knowledge all about like, yeah, female, like female body, but also like heaps of other things. Like yeah. you're a kinesiologist. So you do a lot of like tuning into yourself, like understanding your body. And I think I love like seeing your like posts and reels and stuff and just... Um, I find it really so educating. Yeah, that's same. why we so wanted glad. to have it. That means so yeah. much to me. Yeah, I just like to share anything that has helped me on my journey. I just want to help mm. share and guide other people. So definitely go check out her, her Instagram, your website or yeah. Anyways, we hope that you liked this episode as much as we do. And um, don't forget, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. Don't forget to be present and have a beautiful day, night or wherever you are. And um, just go with the flow. Everything's going to be okay. And we are going to see you in our next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.